Wow. What a great gift to see so many here today. You guys all appear to uh, care about the Embry and Stever families. So, thank you. I'm going to make this short, maybe, as it's already went long. Um, because you guys are going to be participating, hopefully, in the Thanksgiving offering that we're going to be giving to the Lord later today at the park. So I kind of want to go over some of this um, with you. So if you'll turn with me to James 2, we'll go over a few verses there, and then we'll flip back probably to some of the Torah portions that show us how to uh, give a thanksgiving to the Lord. But I really wanted to focus today on God's faith and what He talks about in our faith, because it's by our faith that we start to show God's love and commit the actions and the behaviors that God has set before us. So today, as the Stevers and us have prepared food, we were trying to struggle and understand what God wants from us and what it meant to give to Him, even back in the days that the temple was there. Now, we know the temple isn't standing today, and the the sacrifices can't be made in the same way. And we know that Christ actually came here to die for us and pay that sin uh, sacrifice. But I want to show today that we, as Christians, fellow brothers with the Israelites, still need to behave in our actions, showing Christ's love and example to the others living today. So James actually points this out as well. In James 2, picking up in verse 14, he says, What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothing, in need of daily food, and one of you says to him, Go in peace, be warmed, and be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? You see, James is pointing out here that it's not just about the faith. You can't just sit at home and practice your faith. You have to start participating in daily functions. I know so many Christians that say, and they're right, salvation comes through faith in believing in Christ Messiah. Yet, they need to get out and start showing that faith in the community. And when they see somebody that's homeless, they need to start participating in giving them some type of food. Creating care packages within your car for that person that you know may need it. God prepares us in our hearts to help others. So we have to start thinking in that way to show the love of Christ to those in need. So today I want to reference, as we know Some of our patriarchs have blessed us by living out their faith, and it's within the scriptures. But Hebrews 11, 17 through 22, shows one of the oldest patriarchs of our faith. And it was by this faith that he was declared righteous before the Lord. So Hebrews 11, 17 through 22 says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. It was he to whom it was said, In Isaac your descendants shall be called. He considered that God is able to raise up people even from the dead, 
from which he also received him back as a type. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, even regarding these things to him. By faith Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave orders concerning his bones. Before they went on to the promised land, they went and retrieved Joseph's bones and took them with them. It was by their faith that they practiced out what God had set before them. I wanted to point that out because um, it's by our faith that we come here today dedicating our children to the Lord. It's by our faith that we show up every week at church and worship together and hold each other accountable to the Lord. So today I really want to actually um, expose you to the Thanksgiving offering and what we'll be doing at the park so you have a, a more clear understanding. So if you'll turn with me to Deuteronomy 16, and as you guys turn there, I'll let you know preparing this, this sacrifice of love that you guys will participate in benefits you. You start to understand a little bit more. The Hebrew word for Thanksgiving, I love this, is todah. And I thought to myself, and I was talking to Kara earlier this week, you know, it's interesting because I see the women actually working, they're just working all day long for the meal at Thanksgiving. And I'm thinking to myself, I bet the women wish they could just say, ta-da, there's all the food. So, that's a Hebrew word for thanksgiving. But in Deuteronomy 16, 16 through 17, it says, Three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses, at the feast of unleavened bread, and at the feast of weeks, and at the feast of booths. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, which he has given you. Now they would go, they would make this sacrifice to travel three times a year. They weren't used to going to synagogue or to the temple every day. So they would come from long ways three times a year, and they would bring their sacrifices. And this is the one right there where God says, if you're going to dedicate something, you're going to vow something to me, make sure you have something to give back. Don't just do it without bringing something to me. So, today, that is one thing that Karen and I have tried to do whenever we can, is provide this small incentive saying, thank you, Lord, for what you've blessed us with. And not just by our words, but by our actions. See that we're striving to know you more. So, if you'll turn with me now to Deuteronomy 12, just a few verses back. You can actually see, see, 12, 5 through 7, says, But you shall seek the Lord at the place where the Lord your God will choose from all your tribes to establish his name there for his dwellings. And there you shall come, 
There you shall bring your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the contributions of your hand, your votive offerings, your free will offerings, and the firstborn of your herd and of your flock. There also you and your household shall eat before the Lord your God and rejoice in all your undertakings in which the Lord your God has blessed you. That's what we give today. We give out of uh, the free will that we have, especially here in America. I'm reading these stories of so many people that are brothers and sisters in faith across the world, in Egypt, the Middle East, even as far as Nigeria over the past few weeks, that are being taken and persecuted and actually put to death at times just for their walk and just by saying, yes, I am a Christian. So it's from this free will that we bring this offering today. And we hope that you will participate with us, especially since a lot of people, not a lot, a few people have canceled and we need to actually eat all this food today. So So there we have it said that this is a place where God and where we choose to worship here at the Disciple Center. We come together knowing that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob dwell with us. Whenever we're together worshiping, we know He's with us walking by the side when we wake and when we go to sleep as well. So today, we come together as a congregation doing this. Moving over to Leviticus 7, we're going to look more insightful at the, the actual Thanksgiving offering and free will offerings. There's going to be a portion that I'm going to show to you here. That talks about what goes up to the Lord, what smells the best. Now, as you're flipping there, think about this. At the temple, there would be sacrifices after sacrifices. And I don't know about you, but I love the smell of barbecue. So when we're at the park today, you're going to get a little glimpse of what it would smell like at the temple because they were sacrificing the herd and the flocks and everything at the temple, and you could smell it for miles. That is what God talks about within his soothing aroma to him so three through five of chapter seven says the guilt offering i'm just reading this piece just because it, the burnt offerings are in the beginning of leviticus says there is one the guilt offering is like the sin offering there is one law for them the priest who makes atonement with it shall have it No, I'm not. Okay, three. Up a little bit. Then he shall offer from it all its fat, the fat tail and the fat that covers the entrails, and the two kidneys with the fat that is on them, which is on the loins, and the lobe on the liver, he shall remove with the kidneys. So they would take these portions. These butchers, I mean, I was preparing the food last night, and I thought, these butchers must have been amazing, because I was cutting little pieces of fat off and thought, These were skilled craftsmen in this art. And they would take the fat, and I'm so glad God didn't give me a heart after the fat, because I'm glad to offer that piece and have a more lean piece for myself. And um, basically, I can even go as far as to say it smells, that juice and that, that from that fat just goes up even faster than the rest of the meat. Which reminds me of a, a, a joke 
that I know Bill really likes from the rabbis as we're eating there one day. And he sees me order this big burrito. And he goes, wow, that's a lot. And I, I'm, we're all the way through, and I ate it all. And he goes, I can't believe you ate all that. And I said, you know, the rabbis say the fat is the Lord. So <clears throat> enjoy. And that's what we want you to do, actually, today, is enjoy with us. Leviticus 17, just a few verses down, talks more about how you guys will participate with us. And it says, Now as far as the flesh of the sacrifice of his thanksgiving and peace offering, it shall be eaten on the day of his offering. He shall not leave any of it until morning. So if you will, help us consume what is there, because we will make sure it's gone from our midst by the morning time. If you want to take some home and have some for dinner, that's fine, but... Make sure you dispose of it because that's what God tells us right there in that one verse that it's not to be eaten the next day. I will purposely, last time we did this, I found some homeless people and made sure that they had it there in the park. I don't want it to go to waste. I just want to make sure that, and he's talking here about his own people, but it can benefit others in need. That passage, just that one scripture, makes me think of Matthew 6 34. Where it says, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Today we celebrate. Today we thank God and say, thank you for the blessings of our children. And here's back to you, Father. And it's by our faith that we set forth this practice and try to understand what God has intended for so many of us. <clears throat> Just our struggle, we are to grow in the faith faith and grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and that's what we strive to do today let's go back to James though like I said I'm going to try to make this short and we're getting closer to it let's read the rest of James starting at 18 as we see how the faith of the few has helped us understand how we are to put our faith into practice going forward and how it's benefited us. <clears throat> so, to... Okay. You see, picking up in verse 22, you see that the faith was working with his works, and as a result of the works, faith was perfected. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says... And Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, as he was called the friend of God. You see that a man is justified by works, and not only by faith alone. In this way, same way, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. This is what we strive to do here in this congregation. And I know as a larger group of people in the churches, we set forth our faith and hope that if back there the cross is the righteous way, even if we're way over here, we hope that one day we're right before that cross, striving even when we're off our path at times, 
getting back on with righteous acts, declaring our faith to be holy to the Father who sent Him. In conclusion, so as we strive to understand God more and we act by faith on what He has shown us, we begin to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And may our children grow even more in this knowledge of the Almighty God in the generations ahead and bless one another by honoring God in their behaviors and dedications in the future until the Father sends His Son, Jesus Christ, back to establish His kingdom on this earth. Let us pray.